Hello dear listeners and welcome to this special Sunday meditation. I am Pastor Enzo Pellini and it's truly a blessing to have you join us today on this journey of reflection and connection. Whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been a part of our spiritual community, your presence here is cherished and valued. As we gather for this moment of reflection, I'd like to share the reading for this new week. The reading for today is found in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So concludes the reading from the Gospel. Today's parable highlights the importance of compassion, service, and equity in our interactions with others, highlighting their relevance in a believer's life. It uses the image of judgment between sheep and goats to convey this teaching powerfully. And this parable reflects the idea that genuine faith is manifested through concrete actions of love and service toward others. It's not limited exclusively to beliefs or words, but involves living according to the principles of love and fairness or God's justice. According to this teaching, the essence of faith is evident in how we treat others, especially those who are vulnerable marginalized or in need. Let's imagine the day of the final judgment. Jesus descends gloriously from the heavens with his angels, 
natural laws tremble, celestial trumpet sound, and the dead rise from their graves. Let's try to visualize Christ's celestial throne, before which everyone will appear on that important day. It's crucial to reflect on this, become aware of this future event, and live with the certainty of this reality that God wants us to understand. Hence, he has gifted us with a conscience, an inner voice that alerts us, at some point you will appear before your Creator. The Word of God in the Bible, in many passages, speaks of this event that we've heard in today's Gospel. Jesus richly describes through comparisons what the final judgment will be like. He uses the likeness of the shepherd who at dusk gathers his scattered flock in a huge meadow, separating the sheep from the goats. In the same way, Jesus presents the idea of a judgment where he will gather humanity before his throne and divide them into two groups, the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. In the mindsets of Jesus' disciples and the people of that time, comparing a king to a shepherd of sheep was understandable. It was understood that the king was the supreme judge of his people, and Jesus shows that in the final judgment he will perform these three roles, the good shepherd who sort out the sheep and goats, the king of kings with celestial power, and the judge who will gather all humanity before his royal throne. Jesus presents this judgment as a dialogue, an exchange of questions and answers between the judge and the two selected groups of people. In this dialogue, the judge pronounces his verdict. To those on the right, he says, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. To those on the left, however, he declares, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Those on the right who showed love and care for the needy are recognized and receive their reward. Those on the left, by not practicing love and kindness, face the consequence of their choice. In which group will we find ourselves? Where will you stand? And this question might create some uncertainty. Surely we've helped those in need, but we also remember occasions where we failed. Perhaps we didn't have time, strength, faith, or resources. We recognize our shortcomings in serving the needy, failing our Lord Jesus Christ. Will this be taken into account in judgment? Will we be on the right or the left? To answer, let's see Jesus' words. The group on the right is compared to a flock of sheep. And why sheep? Is it because we will behave like sheep? No, it's the opposite, because we are sheep. We'll behave as such. Jesus calls those on the right blessed by my Father and reveals that the kingdom of heaven is prepared for them from, from the creation of the world. And these are God's chosen ones, his sheep, his flock. Jesus' judgment is based on the fact that those chosen by God will be at his right and will be recognized by their loving actions. And what about the goats? 
Were they created by God as goats from the start, destined for hell? No, Jesus simply calls them cursed, condemned. All people were destined to receive God's love, but some rejected. Jesus came to redeem all humanity, but there are those who deny this gift. The goats represent those who despise God's love, and their actions will be considered in judgment. Let's go back to the beginning of this message. Preparing for the day of the final judgment involves allowing God's love to act in our lives without fear or doubt. First, we accept the redemption of Jesus Christ, allow our sins to be forgiven, and become sheep of his pasture and children of God. If we accept this by faith, we can face the final judgment without fear. We are already sheep, belonging to the right hand of Jesus, and nothing will separate us from his sight. However, this doesn't exempt us from living as his flock, demonstrating the love that God gives us. We help and serve our neighbor not to impress God in judgment, but as a natural response to his love. We don't need to move God. He already loved us through his son Jesus Christ, now we can live without fear or doubt, happy, free, and full of love, as our Lord Jesus wants us to live. When we live this way, on the day of the final judgment, we might be surprised to hear the warm voice of the Lord asking us, When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? Martin Luther once said, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. We don't need good works for salvation, but if we are already saved, out of love and respect for God, we want to do good works as a testimony of our faith. Luther taught that salvation is obtained solely by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by human works. This means that we can't earn our salvation through our actions or merits but that it is a free gift from God received through faith. However, this doesn't mean that Luther disregarded the importance of works. While he maintained that works alone cannot save a person, he emphasized that genuine faith inevitably produces fruits in the form of good works. In this context, the statement, God doesn't need your works, but your neighbor does, relates to the idea that although Works aren't what saves us, they are the external and visible evidence of a living faith in action. Showing love and service to our neighbor is a real expression and proof of that living faith in action. Through works, believers can serve their fellow beings, therefore manifesting God's love in their lives. May God grant us the wisdom to recognize that we are saved by our faith and surrender to him and provide us with the love and understanding necessary to do good works for all who need it until the time of his coming. Amen. I wish you a fantastic week. Music